Hello, this is Kristen Wombeck with Intentional Now Podcast. Welcome. Here we are. Welcome. I am so glad that you are here. Yep, breathe in and breathe out. Um, It is a Friday evening about five o'clock. And it's been really busy around here. I usually publish my new episode on Thursday evenings. But I just had to push to get here and push to to think about the things that I wanted to share with you. And um, re-listen to last week so I could, you know, tie those thoughts together. How are you doing and how was your week been? good it's december around here are you getting ready for christmas i am yes and i have boxes everywhere (laughs) Uh uh-huh so last week totally entirely busy with thanksgiving at our home 24 people and a 26 pound turkey that barely fit into my oven (laughs) And yeah, it took me days to clean up and with that many people, we had to rearrange our furniture and put away the folding tables and the games and crafting and color books and color crayons for all the nieces and nephews. (laughs) Got a question for you amongst many as we get to talking. Welcome to my new listeners and welcome to my international listeners. Um, just so you know, the, my data reports, um, let me know where you are listening from. So it's very exciting. So when I say hello, I just mean hello and welcome. <laughs> we're going to have a good time here today. And we're going to talk about working on your believability. Hmm, what does that mean, right? So believability could be self, how you believe in yourself. It could be your believability with your relationship with God, even your believability with the relationships that are around you. What do we believe? How do we believe? And how do we hone that in so it is traveling true north, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So questions, how many Christmas decor gurus do I have out there with you listeners? (laughs) Raise your hand. Yep. Well, I'm going to invite you to my Instagram page for this holiday season. You can find me very easily at Kristen Wombeck or kwombeck 59 I have more than one Instagram account and you will see me there and find me. I'll put that link in the description. I want to hook up with you. I love to share all of that Christmas decor and decorating. It's so exciting. Very exciting. Actually, that reminded me of something that I need to put in my notes. I can share that with you. I'm just writing myself a note. Here we go. I have a place to put it in today's episode, too. Oh, how exciting. Yay. So, here we go. I'm going to share with you today. I wrote an Instagram post 
And most of my Instagram posts also have a coordinating blog post because sometimes you, I'm just a little bit longer winded. <laughs> that doesn't surprise you at all, does it? So you will find this particular blog post on my website, kristenwomback.com under 25 Advent Christmas Days. Okay, and that's where it's going to be. We're on day three today and there's some goodies in there for you. So just go check it out. Real easy for you to find. So here you go. You ready? <laughs> You're ready to put your thinking cap on and just ready for God just to bless you, right? And sometimes it's just relaxing in him, just listening to the frequency and the sound and the love and the goodness of God as he talks to us. Now you might be washing the dishes with your headphone on. You might be driving an hour's drive home from work. Well, welcome. I very much enjoy this time that we spend together. Here, I'm going to share that particular Instagram post. So, at the end of your rope, make more rope. Because today, we're working on believability, right? So nothing ever seems too bad, too hard, or too sad when you've got a Christmas tree in the living room. That is a lovely quote from Nora Roberts. I often invite you, my listeners, my readers, um, people in social media, I use the words, write your story. I actually mentioned that quite a bit on last week's episode. Write your story. Well, that is just totally the heart for my upcoming Coaching for Life 2022 Year of Coaching event, right? That's just totally the heart of it. Writing your own story. So if you're going to make more rope because you're at the end of your rope, remember, Nothing ever seems too bad, too hard, or too sad when you've got a Christmas tree in the living room. Well, sometimes we hear or we focus on writer's terms in regards to our life. Let's unpack that a little bit. We might think we have a type of writer's block, or I don't know how to write a book or a story. I can't spell and my grammar stinks. We struggle to find a starting place. Is that you? Do you struggle to find a starting place? Or we wrestle with a hundred false starts. Maybe we use the eraser more than we use the ink. <laughs> like our quote, right? Too bad, too hard too sad? Has our confidence been hijacked? Hmm. Let me say that again. Has your confidence been hijacked? Well, let's go back to that quote and I'm going to ask you something. 
okay? Did you have a Christmas tree last year? Did you have a Christmas tree the year before? And the year before that? Then it is quite obvious you have the ability to make more rope. A Christmas tree simply represents all things living. We are reminded to decorate all the wonderful living things in our life. <laughs> Isn't that good? I love those encouragements that you can kind of look on the from the inside out. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We do have the ability to make more rope. We're never at the end of our rope. And that simple life application of every year we get a Christmas tree. A percentage of us do. There are others that do not. But there's always this annual thing that we celebrate or we do. And it comes around again in a tradition. And we always are there, right? We're always participating in. So that means that hope of it reoccurring, take that same hope and make more rope. You're not at the end of your rope. So I invite you today to follow the podcast. That way you will receive a notification first thing when a new episode is published. Just helps us Run the machine efficiently, right? So today, we talked about it last week, and it was the subtitle to Chapter 12, The Watchmaker. We started a brand new chapter from the unfinished book last week. I talked about it a few times, more than a few times, because I really highlighted it. Let me share it with you again. There is something delicious about writing the first words of a story. You never know quite where they'll take you. The author of that is Beatrix Potter. I talked a lot about that last week and shared some history about her. So my husband Don said he'd listened to that episode three times and he kept asking me, Writing the first words of your story? Delicious? You never quite know where they'll take you? Huh? He kept saying, huh? I don't get it. I don't get it. You may not know quite where our words will take us, but if we do know, if we do speak them, read them, or act upon them, then the story, if we don't know it, seek it, find it, believe it, the story won't be written. And words have to be lived first. That is how a fiction, the unseen, turns into a nonfiction, the seen. Mm, let me put a little bit more life application to this, okay? A couple weeks ago. Oh, and I'm going to stretch you too. You you ready? Put your stretching seatbelts on right here we go. Because I love to talk about this stuff. I love to stretch thought here for a minute. 
So this is the application. So a couple weeks ago, I asked my Wednesday night class, what things did they have on their bucket list? A bucket list, according to Word Hippo, you know, that is my favorite little dictionary app. It's a list of things to accomplish before one's death. So if that's just an American slang saying a bucket list, then now you know what it means. So some of the similar words to a bucket list would be a goal, an aim, an objective, a grail, an end, a target, a design, a desire, intention, intent, a plan, a purpose, an idea, an ambition, an aspiration. Eh, I think you get the gist of it, right? Now, I want to stretch you just a bit. Now, it's just a stretch. It's not a full discussion. But put truth, we're going to put truth on the chopping block. And that's something that we do around here at Intentional Now Podcast. We put truth on the chopping block and we chop it and we ask it a lot of questions. We challenge the obvious. We look at square in the face and say, are, are you sure about that? <laughs> So I'm just priming the pump so that you can think about it. Even if you gasp at the thought, it's a starting place. So a butterfly is only transformed within the chrysalis. That's the insect pupa. Pupa, pupa, pupa. What a word. Hmm. So that's how a butterfly is transformed. So a pearl is developed when a little sand creates a whole lot of friction inside the clam. So Jesus obviously stirred the pot of thought often and left us many questions when he said the kingdom of heaven is like and like is similar to an onion skin. You have to peel the layers back. Remember, fiction is in the unseen. And it turns into nonfiction when it's seen. Which goes right along with our chapter 12 out of the unfinished book, The Watchmaker. <laughs> I think we're going to be here a little while too. It's going to be really good. So, back to bucket list. A bucket list is always generated with the thought of passing away. Mm, I think we need to change that, right? Just listen. So, what did Jesus come to give us? When he came, was born of a virgin, grew developed, got to know God, was about his father's business. What did he come to give us? Life and that life more abundantly. And what did Jesus overcome? Sin and death. Mm -hmm. 
And there are about a hundred or so scriptures to back that up, that he came to overcome. That was his destiny scroll, his ministry to overcome sin and death, right? So I have just a pinprick of scriptures for you. Just a pinprick. All right. So Galatians 2.20, I have been me. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. John 1.17, Moses represents the law. Jesus reveals grace and truth. It is only in the mirror where the miracle transformation takes place and the blueprint image of our maker is again realized in us. I love the mirror translation Bible. Most of my quotes come from there. 2 Corinthians 3.18 in a nutshell. Jesus did not come as an example for us. He came as us. So if Jesus actually did what scripture says he did, he overcame sin and death, all decay, as us. Then we have already died and need to learn how to live, to be restored, resurrected, and eternal. Hmm. Can we rethink the kicking on our bucket list? Hmm. Can we, can we rethink that? Remember, I'm just stretching. He overcame sin and death. So if it has been overcome and he overcame and he came not as an example for us, he came as us. So there you and I are on the cross. That's us. Whose blood is in it? Is it anyway? And whose death is it? Ask the questions. Go ask Jesus. <laughs> if Jesus actually did this, then rethink it. And if you haven't put thought to it, you haven't put thought down to that bucket list, right? Write it down. Write down your dreams, desires. That bucket list is so important. Okay. Again, I'm going to invite you to join me for a year-long event, Coaching for Life 2022. Why? So we can work on your bucket list. <laughs> and there's a whole lot to that statement, right? So it's a private Instagram group focused on working on your believability. First in yourself, with your relationships, how you partner with God, and of course, your entrepreneurial dreams. Mm, and so many more extras and freebies. I'll leave the invitation link in the episode description just for you. Okay, I'm moving on. So just think about it. And what do I always say when I put something out there? Remember, it's just a pinprick. It's a 
thought. It's on the chopping block of truth. So who are you going to ask? You're going to go ask truth himself and his name is Jesus Christ. Go ask him. <laughs> so back to me asking my Wednesday night class about their bucket list. Well, several of us had this list filled out and we could have put more things on it. It was filled with activities, desires, exploration. We wanted to experience. We wanted to travel places, see people, do things, experience God. But there were a few amongst us that had never thought about it at all. They, they didn't have any more written in their story. Places to go, people to meet, experiences to have, both spiritually and naturally. So this is what I'm talking about when I refer to writing your story. <laughs> is your story a comic book? Is your story a newspaper, a magazine? Is your story a novel? Hmm. <laughs> Or is it a series? Or like my book, The Unfinished Book, with so many more chapters to live and to experience. <laughs> now, as we move into chapter 12, keep in the forefront of your thoughts, okay? Writing a story, right? We're going to keep these things in the forefront as we continue to share. So writing a story, even if we need to acquire new skills, new skills. I'm going to say that again. Even if we need to acquire new skills, we are able. Believability of God, of yourself and making more rope, right? So we never feel like we are at the end of ours. I'm going to go back around and I'm going to highlight this again because I want them to stay in the forefront of our thoughts as we talk. We're writing stories, knowing yours. Even if we need to acquire new skills, we are able some of you, I felt you tighten up on that one a little bit. And the believability of God and yourself making more rope, right? So we never feel like we are at the end of ours. Hmm. Let me give you a little bit more story here. What you currently may know about me is that I have 32 years of experiential theology under my belt. Yep, been doing this for a while. Asked a lot of really good questions. I have founded and I currently oversee two nonprofits. That's my effort to influence and change the world we live in. Yes. You certainly don't know this part of my story. My marriage was suffering in those early years. We had just two, two of our sons at that time. I currently have four. We had moved back to Oregon from San Diego and we purchased an old schoolhouse on a one acre lot. 
was a lot. It was an acre. <laughs> this point of my life, I was running out of energy and I was running to the end of my rope with two little ones at home and marriage communication was scary, <laughs> hurting, scary. This point in my life, I knew nothing about Holy Spirit. It wasn't introduced in the area of relationship at all. It was just words in the Bible. That's all it was. I desperately needed to change. I needed change. And the change, I mean, the change was love. And I also knew that God would change me and help me rediscover myself. And look what grace he has poured over my life today. He desires the same for you. We're no different. We're both people that are walking and we're learning how to make more rope. So we're never at the end of ours, right? And I'm telling you that it's possible. It is so possible and encouraging you to write your story. Okay. So I'm going to read a little bit out from the unfinished book in chapter 12, The Watchmaker. Okay, if you've already purchased my book, thank you very much. If you haven't yet, you can find the unfinished book. It is available at all retailers, whether it's online or you can order it at a local retailer. You just get yourself one of these good books, right? <laughs> Okay, here we go. Now, this area, it's a little bit of a contemplation, you know, the whole thing. Remember, I told you last week that the watchmaker, this particular chapter, I thought was going to be chapter one. So, kind of hold that in your thinking. And so, I'm asking myself as a writer, and I'm questioning myself about you as a reader or a listener. Okay. So what would happen if in the story, I didn't tell anybody I was in heaven? What happens if I didn't talk about it? I didn't use the word heaven. I didn't put that piece of information in the encounters and the experiences that I've shared with you. I just left it out. Hmm. How would it change this book? Turn the message. And what greater credibility of heaven could exist? I've testified of heaven, yet the theology of life finished, ended, exhausted, or stolen, yet I can return to tell about it, going to heaven. But Jesus, he did it. How much more of death am I willing to die into? Remember, he didn't come as our example. He came as us. be the audience or who wouldn't read this book if scripture was or wasn't there to reinforce heaven's thought 
That's something to chew on, huh? So how many people are would either listen to this podcast or wouldn't listen to this podcast simply for the fact that I am talking about faith, I'm talking about God, and then I take it to a few more levels <laughs> and I talk about the unseen and the supernatural. Hmm. Some people just turn it right off and keep right on going. They never question it. They never even come close to it. Same thing with a book. It's no different than I was back there and I knew nothing about Holy Spirit. It didn't mean that he didn't exist. Just because I was ignorant. If I were to shore my writings with verses, inspired writings intended to be full of peace and illumination, it might cause an argument with itself. Words will be left on the page, orphaned in the midst of torment. Can you see it now? So I shared with you three scriptures today. And can you hear it? What, what do people do? They take this scripture and that scripture and then they bounce them off of each other and make them get into an argument. That's because they're talking about the scripture and their experience of the scripture, whether it's experienced or not, is on different layers of the onion. So beauty and purpose and transformation will have been lost at the mercy of accusations that echo theological words deemed to have right standing, but they are distance from personal intimacy. Yikes. Do I dare say that again? I'm going to. So scripture in itself, whether I have it in the, my book or whether I leave it out of the book, it's beauty, it's purpose. Its transformation will have been lost at the mercy of accusations that echo theological words deemed to have right standing, but distant from personal intimacy. <laughs> if eternity is real, why are so few places available to discuss it and experience it? And Hollywood, how come it's the only place to display it? They display a whole lot of supernatural. They argue it. They create mystical scenes that give us snippets. They're not totally wrong. Somebody's experiencing something. Not necessarily are they redemptive in nature. But they are snippets of the unseen. <laughs> so I'm questioning myself. Can I write for the sheer pleasure and the pleasure of God, of you? The joy of thought, the invigoration of laughter, the discovery of myself. You never lost sight of that, did you, God? And can we discuss hidden things? Conversations that have taken place at tables that kings and dignitaries have never put their feet underneath. I love that line. I loved that line when I wrote it. Can I share it with you again? 
can we discuss? Remember, this particular episode is on believability. And we have to start with ourselves. <laughs> can we discuss hidden things? Conversations that have taken place at tables that kings and dignitaries have never put their feet underneath. <laughs> Talking to you, I've never had my feet on the ground, but I've never been more aware of the ground that I walk on. Now, here's another question for you. I contemplated this and its purposes of the book. So maybe I shouldn't use your name in the book. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like using God's name, talking about God. We get so hypersensitive and we don't talk about God and who he is. We give him a whole bunch of other names. We run to the ends of the earth to not give credit to God. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving on. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> so, tragically, God's name has been slandered and exhausted in breath for which they do not even have ownership over. <laughs> and at this time, I am so focused on trying to write the book, struggling for my encounters to make sense, that I'm distracted because of making sense. How can I write out a map when I'm the map? We each have an internal map. Remember, God said that he would write his word on the tables of our heart. It's inside of us, the kingdom of heaven within. The paths I know, I've walked them, tread them down and climbed staircases hidden in the stories of old. I can step in and out of heaven with just a thought. With only a quick focus, a turning. Death's door. Ooh, we stretched that one, didn't we? It's obliterated by the very eyes that look from my heart. Life and living is no longer held in the captivity that time lords over them. Hmm. Am I okay if others respond to this book by saying fiction or fantasy? <laughs> yeah, I thought about this. I did. Fiction or fantasy. Am I okay with that? Okay. Is my relationship with you, God, even if it's challenged, knowing where the words originated? See, I experienced them. I know them. They live in me. They created pathways that I can walk back and forth to again and again because heaven is alive. Knowing the witnesses that look upon them, who share their mystery, who has counseled and mentored me until my understanding grabbed hold, it's a crazy notion. The paint does not question a painter as he strokes on the canvas. He is caught 
in passion to blend a dry medium and a liquid color in an expression of his opus. Imagine that. Imagine that. But admirers might wonder. They might wonder. His thought, his prototype, Okay, so just a momentary break here, right? It's it's kind of like it's real life. So my husband is hollering from the kitchen for our dog, Dash. Dash, because it's her dinner time. Dash, hollering and hollering. And I'm sitting here trying to talk to you and trying to read at the same time. Dash, Dash. And uh, okay, this is just for the wives. I've got two signs on my door that when it's closed, please don't disturb me. And guess who opens the knob and looks in? I know. Help us, Jesus, right? <laughs> All right. I'm going to get back to that. But yeah, this is this is the life. You know, it's kind of like a real person, Corvallis, Oregon, doing life and loving God and learning a whole bunch and talking to you from all around the world. Yep, we are just real people, real humans. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, where was I? <laughs> oh, this challenging the words, right? Here we go, talking about putting it in a life application. So the paint does not question a painter. So we're talking, remember, about my book. I'm asking these questions of this, thinking that it was my first chapter. I'm asking, well, who's going to believe me? Um, how am I going to write these supernatural things so that they can be understood? And I say that word very lightly, understood very lightly. Um, so they can be understood. So, oh gosh, what's a better word? Grasped isn't the right word either. Hmm comprehended. Mm, I don't know. But yes, I asked these words and I thought, I even thought about, well, what happens if I don't put any scripture at all? There's hardly any in the book. Um, and if I don't use God's name, I, I thought about that. So here we are. And let's refer to it as like an artist, right? Does paint doesn't question a painter as he strokes on his canvas. He is caught in passion to blend dry medium with liquid color in an expression of his opus. But admirers might wonder his thought or his prototype. You might wonder. So I'm asking God, am I okay? If our words, the words between God and myself, the personal stories that I write become defamed what happens if they become defamed or somebody talks bad about them hmm i thought about that it's a very vulnerable place to write a book especially if it's of your memoirs <laughs> now let's add that we're going to talk about god in this too okay fiction does sound better than false demonic, new age, 
breathe in. Okay. I'll be okay since you are holding my head, God. And if our words sing true, then they will find the ear to hear. Like a seed carried by the wind, it will fly until the breeze deposits it at home. That means you. So I look at this and I, I remember how I felt. And it was huge to write your first chapter. I mean, that's huge. And then I kind of tucked it on the shelf and I kept writing and I realized, no, this chapter goes farther back in the book. But yeah, you, you question those things. And, and when you're really transparent and you're walking on, I'll say the cutting edge of outside of the norm or outside of the pew, I'll say, um, you just have to trust God to this different level that you're going to be okay. That your work, your sweat, your labor, your faith will produce the fruit that he showed you that it would. Yeah. <laughs> Good questions, huh? <laughs> Great questions. All right. So my first point, now remember, where are my things? I'm going to go back here. My four, my four points for us to think about. We're writing a story. So I've written a literal story, but it talks about things that I've experienced in my life. That's the kind of story we're talking about is your life story. And also a point of, did I need to acquire new skills? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> to write a book, publish a book, I absolutely did. I had to learn, I don't know how many different kinds of software. And then we're right back at that believability of God and myself. Do I believe what he said about me? Do I believe about this story that is burning in my heart? Right? So obviously, I am making more rope, right? So that I never feel like I'm at the end of mine. Do you ever feel like you're at the end of your rope? And do you know how helpful it is to write down your story? To communicate your story, even if it's just between you and God? Hmm. So taking those four points and asking that question again, what would happen in our stories if we didn't tell anybody that I was in heaven, that you're listening to this, that we're talking about heaven? Huh. I just so remember considering all those words, imagining and remembering all those encounters and experiences I've shared with you thus far. From the unfinished book <laughs> were written in fiction form how would that change if they were in fiction form and the characters were mystical beings yeah we have those books out there would that make the story more popular 
What about its believability? What about your believability? For instance, life application here, power and energy has always been available. It has always been there, right? We just had to learn how to harness it. Like Leighton's jar, that is a device. It's so cool. I had an encounter with this. It was so cool. It was a device, literally a jar that they used to invent and to understand on how to store static electricity. It was discovered quite accidentally and investigated by a Dutch physicist from the University of Leiden in 1746. 1746. So now you have electricity and sound and frequency and it's in the unseen. And now someone's playing with it with a glass jar to contain it. I think we can talk about angels here. I think we can talk about the supernatural. What about Benjamin Franklin and his kite experiment? Do you know that he invented, Benjamin Franklin invented the lightning rod? He discovered the principle of conservation of charge and identified positive and negative electrical charges. Do you suppose he probably felt a little bit of zap now and then? He's playing with electricity. <laughs> but he is remembered. Benjamin Franklin is remembered for the Franklin's kite experiment. No wonder they referred to him as the master of electricity. And those are just a couple of things. But inventions, they begin somewhere when we begin to discover and ask questions. And that believability grows when you experience and you bring forth an answer. That is why I can plug into an outlet in my wall and it feeds electricity to all of my devices here that sends my voice all the way to the satellite and to your ears. It is amazing. It's because somebody began to look and see and ask questions, but it was always there. Sound, frequency, energy, color, was already there. All those waves were already there and present. So back to my Instagram post where we started. Are you at the end of your rope? Then it's time to make more rope. And it's obvious it's quite obvious that we have been given the ability to make more rope for our lives. <laughs> I am going to say that again. That it is quite obvious you have the ability to make more rope for your life. Have I got you thinking? 
or has your confidence been hijacked? Do you know how to make more roop? More roop. <laughs> I laugh at myself sometimes. Do we know how to make more roop? Well, but God does. God created the heavens and the earth. And there's lots of firmaments in the heavens. I could say heavens, heavens. There's more than three. <laughs> but God created that. He spoke it. And his words created light and sound and frequency. And they took darkness and masses. And it came to fruition and became a firmament, a place for the unseen, a place for the seen. And we have the ability to encounter them and believe. The Father's heart lives in you. The Father's heart lives in me. Now, express it through who you are. Express it. Express the Father's heart in you, through you, around you. Write your story because he lives in you and he tells you your story and who you are. Love your family. Invent something. Start a nonprofit to change your community. Write your story. Work on your believability. Good stuff. Oh, our time goes so fast. <laughs> okay. Oh, I look forward to your comments and your questions. <laughs> I do. Pick up the unfinished book. Read it. Write in it. Scribble it. Highlight it. That's what I do. Read between the lines. Ask Jesus lots of questions. Do you have any idea if you, in asking Jesus questions, what he will share with you? How many other um Energy fields are still hidden in the unseen. <laughs> oh. Good stuff. Tap into it. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I look forward to meeting up with you on social media. Come find me at, at kristenwomback.com. I look forward to you that those of you that are supposed to be part of the Coaching for Life 2022, come on, here we go. This is going to be good. This is just the icing on the cake. <laughs> I love you. I appreciate you. I believe you. Ask me some good questions. And we'll talk about them next week. Okay? Bye now. <laughs>